0: The Collie Wobbles Broadcast System presents Quiet Please, written and directed by Willis Cooper, featuring Alan, Steve, and Dusty. Quiet Please for tonight is called The Thing on the Forble Board.
1: Me, I'm a roughneck. Well, I was a roughneck, I mean, 20 years ago little too old, too slow now. Besides, I got a dollar now. I don't have to be a roughneck, you see? Married, got a nice home, have to meet my wife. uh, Hey, Mike! Her name's Maxine, but she likes to be called Mike. Mike! I guess she's busy out in the kitchen someplace. Besides, she doesn't hear very well. Shame, too. She's so pretty and everything. Well, you'll meet her. Sit down. I was saying, I was a roughneck. Well, no, that doesn't mean exactly what you think it means. A roughneck is an oil field worker, specifically a guy on a drilling crew. Call them roughnecks like you call a section hand on a railroad, a gandy dancer, or a garage hand, a grease monkey. Same time you work around a drilling crew for a while, you're going to be a roughneck in every sense of the word, boy. The derrick floor on a fourable board's no place for a guy with a bow tie. Because when you have to fool around with the drilling holes, that go further down in the ground on the top of Pikes Peak down to sea level. Yeah, sure they do. Tama was a roughneck. We got this one well, down 7,313 feet. That was a record. But last May, Oil brought one out in the Trona Valley in Wyoming at 14,309 feet. That friend is almost three miles. Quite the hole, huh? Sure, I don't think there's an oil man in the world that don't wonder one time or another what's down there beside rock and oil and gas. Oil that's made out of trees that died 20 million years ago. Oil that's made out of dinosaur bones. Oil that's maybe made out of the flesh and blood of men. Maybe that beat each other to death with a stone axe, ate saber-toothed tiger for lunch. You, gets you wondering you look at the cores that come up from way down there and sometimes there's little shells trilobites mostly that was alive when Manhattan Island where New York is was under half a mile of ice we found something once me and Billy Grunwald, and something found us I'll tell you about it cleared down to around 5,400 feet we'd set casing that began to get water, so we had to stop drilling and cement off. Well, you see, when water begins to seep in the hole, you pull out your drill pipe, then you let down a cementing shoe inside the casing, and you plug up the bottom of the hole, casing and all, with quick, hardening, waterproof cement. Then, when it's hard, you drill through the cement and go down down, and the cement outside the casing at the bottom keeps the water out. Well, we had the drill pipe all pulled and racked, the cement was setting, see, so we were shut down, waiting for it to harden. We'd been coring just before. Well, you see, uh, a core drill is hollow. And as the bit digs down, it's dust the drillings up inside it. So when you pull it out, you gotta sample all the kind of stuff you're going through. And a geologist can tell a lot from that. So there's nobody around the rig except me that night. The rest of the crew's gone into town. I was toasting some pork chops over the porch or myself when I heard a car pull. Look out, it's Billy Grunewald, the geologist, and I give him a hello. Hi, Billy. Come and have a pork chop. All right, Porky. Where's everybody? They all went to town. I'm the whole crew.
2: I had three blowouts between here and Oxnard.
1: Yeah, I wondered where you was. Ted said you'd be here in about three.
2: Yeah, I would have been, except for my tough luck. I'm dead. Hungry? Starved.
1: Here, I got six, no, seven pork chops and bread and some coffee, kind of.
2: Swell. Hey, I got a bottle in the car.
1: (laughs) We're going to have a banquet.
2: Hey, where's that cord? That's what I came up here to look at.
1: Ah, back on there on the bench. Look at it after supper. Hey. What?
2: Didn't you say you were all alone here? Uh Uh-huh. I thought I heard somebody talking.
1: I don't see anybody. Keep an eye on that pork chop. You won't have any supper.
2: Yeah, I'm watching it.
1: Here, let me put the coffee on like so. When
2: would you finish cementing
1: this morning? Last tower only made about 10 feet of hole, So Ted shut down before we get flooded out of house and home.
2: Funny about that water. How oughtn't to be any at that level, according to my figuring.
1: Well, there is. Is it salt? Sure. From right out of the bottom of the ocean.
2: <laughs> That's funny. Well, maybe I'll be able to tell something from the core. Yeah, I hope so. Well, last core I looked at, I'd have sworn we were getting into shale.
1: Ain't seen none yet from the cuttings. It's funny. Here, pork chops done. Take some bread.
2: Yeah, thanks.
1: Oh man, good, huh?
2: Mm hmm. <laughs>
1: but on another, I already had two before you came.
2: Yeah, much obliged. Yeah, you know you you never can tell what's down there. You get it all mapped and plotted out, all the strata, and all you know is what comes out of the hole.
1: Yep, i like to go down there sometime, if I was little enough.
2: (laughs) Never get you down a hole.
1: You'd fit. You're skinny.
2: I'll stay up here and look at the cores, bud. Where's that one?
1: Behind you, over there.
2: Huh? Oh, well, I'll have a look at it.
1: Why don't you wait till you finish your supper?
2: I'm just going to look at it. Uh... Put another pork chop for me. Okay. Wow, I wish those screech owls would keep... What's the matter? Hey, wait a minute, Porky. Well, what? Listen.
1: What's eating you?
2: You know, I've, I'd have sworn there's somebody up there on that formal board.
1: Ah, oh, you're crazy. There's nobody up there.
2: Standing against those stands of drill pipe.
1: Ah, uh, they're just racked crooked. One of them slipped. Come on back and eat your pork chop.
2: Yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess so. Only I.
1: Oh, what you so jittery about, Billy? Come on, eat your sandwich here.
2: Yeah, well, thanks, Porky. I I don't know. I'm just naturally that way, I guess. I'm always scared of the dark. Doggone it. I hate to be a baby, but I can't help it.
1: Scared of the dark. Honest.
2: Stupid, ain't it?
1: Oh, I don't know. Everybody's scared of something. Me spiders scare the tar out of me. Black Widows. Ugh. <laughs> I know how you feel, Billy. There another
2: light over here.
1: Yeah, here. Ah, oh, that's better.
2: Hey, listen, Um, Porky, go out to the car and look in the left hand door pocket and bring back that bottle, will you? That's what I need. Oh, OK,
1: kid. OK. So I picked up the flashlight, and I turned around and went outside. I found the car, and I got the bottle. And the floor of the derrick was all lit up, and when I saw a beam of light suddenly flash up toward the formal board, I laughed. Ha ha ha! Billy Grunewald and his ideas. Sure, I looked up. There wasn't a darn thing up there, except the drill pipe racked against the fingerboard. Oh, this, uh, board. Well, you've seen oil derricks, or pictures of them. You know that little platform that runs around the outside of the derrick about halfway up? Well, that's the forble board. Well, you see drill pipe come in lengths and you handle them with several lengths screwed together so as to save time getting them in and out of the hole. Two lengths is a double, three is a treble, four is a 4 When you pull the pipe, you heist it up inside the derrick with a traveling block, which moves up and down from the crown block at the top of the derrick. Then, when a four ball of pipe is pulled out, it's held in the rotary table. You break the joint with tongs, like a great big Stilson wrench, you see. Snub a cable that's fastened to the handle over the cat head on the draw works, and that breaks the joint. Then you hold the tongs on the pipe, give the rotary table a few turns to unscrew it. You hast away with the traveling block and swing it overhead against the fingerboard, lead it against the The guy on the four board takes off the traveling block. Do it all over again until you get the pipe out You see Well, there wasn't anybody up on that formal board Except screech owl And it flew away So Billy turned his light off And I come inside And just as I come up the steps He let out a yell
2: ah! what,
1: What's the matter? What's the matter, Billy? Hey, come here, look here Well, what is it? Look, Porky My, where'd you find that?
2: Now listen, Porky, I give you my word, that was embedded in the core.
1: Oh, why, it couldn't be.
2: I tell you, it was. Look where I dug it out. Do you know what? That rock there comes from a mile underground, and it's been a mile underground for a million years. Man, look at this.
1: And I did look, and what he was holding was a gold ring. It was all carved in filigree, just like jewelry. There wasn't any kidding about it. It was real. Now, 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 wait a minute. Hang on, I ain't done. I poked at the core of the rock that looked like a kind of petrified salami or something. And then it was my turn to pretty near jump out of my pants because right alongside the place where Billy dug out the ring, there was a mud covered but very unmistakable finger. I picked it up and it was cold and it was heavy and it was solid rock at least it felt like solid rock and i looked at billy and billy looked at me he started to rub the mud off this here stone finger and as he rubbed it it began to disappear no he could still feel it he said but when the mud was gone neither one of us could see it and he dropped it to the derrick floor it went clunk and we couldn't find it any place so you know what we done well, we took that bottle, we took it and finished it. Billy and me. We finished it in one slug apiece and it was full pint of bathtub gin tasted just like so much well water to me. And then we sat down on the dirt floor. and We looked at each other. We didn't say a word. My eyes got heavier and heavier. last thing I remembered was I heard some kind of noise that seemed to be coming out from well, a horrible board. 80 feet above us I shut my eyes a minute and I guess I went to sleep I had an awful dream Black middle spiders crawling all over me with gold rings on their legs things I could hear but I couldn't see up on the formal board Billy Grunewald climbing up the ladder outside the derrick in the moonlight faces looking at me I couldn't figure out who they were Then I was waked by a horrible scream, a crash alongside me that shook the whole dairy. I opened my eyes to see Billy Grunewald lying on the floor two feet away with a broken neck. With a broken neck in his left hand, well, he put that gold ring on the little finger of his left hand and the way his arms were spread out, his left little finger and the ring were gone well friend I got out of there I run down to where Billy had left his car and I got in I stepped on the starter and then I couldn't get it to go and I remembered after I pretty near run down the battery that Billy had taken the key I wasn't going up there and go through a dead man's clothes to get it so I sat there in the car shooting myself till daylight then then the crew came afterwards the state cop and everybody in the world was asking me questions you and Billy have a fight, Porky? I told you we didn't, Ted. Which you had been drinking. We only had that little pint, Ted. What was he doing on the forable board?
2: Did you threaten him, and did he run up there to get away from you? Uh,
1: listen, cop, don't be a chump. Billy Grunwald and I were good friends.
2: Then why'd you push him off the forable board?
1: I didn't, I tell you. I, I wasn't up there. Well, what did he go up there for? I don't know. I was asleep. How do you
2: know he was up there?
1: I, I didn't say he was. You said so. Besides, how would he break his neck if he didn't fall from way up there? Well, look,
3: officer, I think it was just another accident. I mean, we haven't got anything on Porky, and I personally don't believe he did it.
2: Well, it's mighty mysterious.
3: So it is, but we got work to do. Now, how about it? That cement's hard down there, and I want to start drilling again, and I'm short handed. We let Porky stay here till I run in my pipe again? And, well, then you can take him and ask him questions till you're blue in the face. Well, okay. Let's get rolling. You got steel up, Happy?
2: I'm all sick.
3: All right, Porky, you go up on the forwardboard. What? Not me, Ted. Oh, don't be such a boob. There's nobody up there to shove you overboard. Hey, you can put a safety line around you if you want to. and besides you're getting paid to do what you are told i've lost too much time already come on get going
1: so okay i go up on the formal board and you can bet i took a good gander around before i did anything else i couldn't see a thing so i signaled to the driller to let down the traveling block and he did come sailing down from up above i was just reaching for it to pick off the first four of the drill pipe Gave a big jerk, and the cable broke, and dropped and nearly pulled me off the four-ball board. And it landed right on top of Ted. If you have any idea what a guy looks like after two tons of metal land on him from 80 feet up, you, you keep your ideas to yourself. Well, that was enough. Two accidents in a row, the whole crew quit. They They weren't gonna wait around for a third. And it was Ted's money that was paying off. There wasn't any more. And as far as I know, the abandoned derrick is still there. And that was 20 years ago. Oh, I forgot to tell you something. That traveling block was right in front of my face when it broke loose. It was hanging by a steel cable, three quarter inch steel cable. And I saw that cable break right before my eyes. Looked just like a piece of string when you snap it between your fingers. I could almost see the fingers you know what there was something up on that formal board with me so a couple days later i came back i don't know if there's anything in the world as desolate or as dismal or as dead looking as an abandoned oil well rig there it stands like a skeleton off a deserted side road in the bare yellow hills surrounding it and it's the deadest thing you ever saw I sat in my car for a long time, looking at it. Everything was just the way we left it. I looked in at the floor. The smashed traveling block was there alongside the rotary table. There was a little mutter of steam from the boiler. That was all. Then I heard a tinkle of something as it hit the ground alongside me. I looked around. There wasn't a soul in sight, but at my feet was the gold ring that Billy Grunwald and I had found in the core rock that came up from Mile Underground from a million years ago in time. And I heard a little sound, the sound of a kid crying.
2: There
1: wasn't any kid up there. But I heard it again came from above my head, and and I took out my revolver. I loaded it carefully. I stepped up the ladder to the four-wheel board. There wasn't anything up there, nothing I could see. (laughs) There was a voice crying, the voice of a little kid. There was movement behind the rack of drill pipes. I saw the pipe move, and I yelled, come out here, whoever you are. Whoever it is, let's a long, horrible, high-pitched shriek. <laughs> come out, or I'll start, come out, or I'll start shooting. Then it, the stand of pipe shivered, and I thought, what can it be that can handle a heavy pipe like that? Like jack straws. Then there was a crash. <laughs> the whole stand of pipe fell over, and just I just got out of the way in time. And I was alone on the formal board with a thing. I couldn't see it I felt the platform trembling under my feet as something moved toward me I fired two or three shots and nothing happened I started backwards I knew it was following me because I could hear it meowing like a cat my feet tripped over something I saw it was a big can of red lead somebody had left it up there without thinking I picked it up and I threw it at the sound and it splashed and there it was
0: <laughs>
1: and I wish uh, I wish the face of a little girl frightened crying with hunger and terror hands like a human being and a finger missing from the left hand the body. Well, I'll tell you about that. I told you how I'm scared of spiders, but I knew where it came from. It had come from the bowels of the earth, come riding up the drill pipe as we yanked it out of the well, come to an alien world, and it was lost. It stood there dripping with red paint, blood red from head to toe, a horrible dream. And it put its hands on my arm. Its hand was stoned living, moving stone, and it looked into my eyes, and it mewed like a lost kitten. 20 years ago, I discovered many things about it. What it used for food, that it was deaf, that it was invisible and couldn't see people when it was invisible. That if you sprayed it with mud or paint or grease paint and makeup, then it could see people. And believe me, I didn't want to see its body i can see that in my nightmares but it's face i can't help wanting to see that pathetic little girl face i'm afraid maybe i've fallen uh, but it's very beautiful and when it's well made up it's but making it up rubbing grease paint on a stone face that looks at you and smiles and it makes sounds like a lost little kitten yeah i can disguise the body in long dresses can't hear very well, and when she's hungry, I have to stay out of her way. I've found out what she likes to eat, remember? No? No. Sit still. Sit still, too. Sit still, or I'll have to shoot you. I want you to meet my wife, or rather, my wife wants to meet you. Mike! Mike! There she is.
0: <laughs>
1: Come on in, dear.
0: The title of tonight's Quiet Please story is The Thing on the Forble Board. It was written and directed by Willis Cooper and featured Alan as Porky, Steve as Billy Grunwald, and the police officer, and Dusty was Ted. Plus, Carol Catherine Me, I was always a member of the cast. Plus Me, I was also a member of the cast. As usual, music for Quiet Please is played by Albert Berman. Sound, sound by our good friend Me. Now for a word about next week, Well, I'm reasonably sure that all the characters in tonight's story were completely fictional. At least I, for one, hope so. Next week, stick around. We've got more great stuff coming from the Collywobbles Theatre Company. This program was heard all around the world through the facilities of the Wobbles Broadcasting System. Right now, take a listen if you care to as the cast discusses what happened in this story. Okay, so what do you think happened in it? His wife was Mike or his wife was the creature?
2: Both. Uh, Both. His wife, Mike, is is the the creature. creature. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. So was he
3: married before? No, no. Mm -mm.
2: Well, he considers himself married to the creature. He calls calls the creature his wife, not really a wife.
3: So it all happened before he told us about it. So when he's telling us that his wife's name is Mike, that's just the creature he met on the oil rig and now he's recanting to us how this all came to be.
1: 20,
2: 20 years ago, yeah.
1: Yep. And I like wow. that. That was good. Yeah, It's like luring in some poor kid. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Nope, don't what? go
2: anywhere. That's
1: <laughs> also, creepy. things like
3: that are precisely why I stay above ground and I refuse to <laughs> go underground because everything's trying to
0: eat you. <laughs> yeah. That's creepy. So he pulls the finger with a ring out of the ground.
2: Yeah, like when they when they put the the pipe down, it cut off the thing's finger, and then the thing rode up with the pipe, but it was invisible, so no one could see it. It's ah. invisible in, until you splash it with paint or mud or something. This is
1: why they saw the finger because it was yeah. covered in the mud.
2: Yeah, yeah. The only thing it's not really fully explained is why, um, like Billy's finger is. When he's found dead, his fingers cut off. I guess you assume that the thing. Yeah, cut off his finger and cut off his finger in revenge for for her finger getting cut off or something like that. Yeah.
3: And ate it because she was hungry.
2: That's true. She was hungry. Yeah, (laughs) she was
3: hungry. Yeah. (laughs) He did find out what she ate. You know, that's right. That's right. Oh, (laughs) she eats people. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: So this young this young listener who we don't hear from is the dinner is mike's dinner that's uh-huh. why she wants to meet yeah yeah yeah, yeah
3: okay yeah. that's good times i mean not for that
1: guy but you know <laughs> I mean, so for at other some people. point
0: mike eats ted and
1: mm, Billy? that's a little unclear at least to me
3: i, I don't think, know if mike mm-hmm. eats ted considering he got you know soup pasted you know
2: yeah, I don't think Mike eats either one of them. I think those guys get the bodies get hauled away by the cops, and then it because later, Porky says, "Oh, eventually, I figured out what she likes to eat." And
3: so there was a trial and error process.
2: Yeah, yeah, he yeah. figured out that she likes to eat people.
0: And it's interesting that they that she spared Porky through all this,
1: right? That's yeah. yeah, yeah. Why
0: did it's- she like Porky? <laughs> right.
1: Well, I thought they, I don't know, sure exactly no. how, it him, but the ring made me think like a wedding ring because she like gives him the ring at some point. At least that's like when he mm-hmm. returns back a couple of days later, she throws the ring to him. Or,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And pork that's actually
0: his pork chops.
1: I
2: mean, I guess my sense is just sort of like, uh, what do they call it? Im- imprinting or attachment? Because when she's yeah. like he says, she's she's new in this alien world, and he was the first. I mean, aside from Billy. He was the he was the only one who was there. Yeah. When she was lost and confused and not knowing what's going on, and she just sort of took to him like a lost, you know, I don't know, lost snake or something.
3: And a I don't cat. think she killed them on purpose because she can't see when she's invisible. Who's yeah. to say she didn't just bump him off, just walking past him? That's why everything's falling over. Yeah, it's weird. You know what it's I mean? Like,
2: it's like she cut the she when he talks about well, the cable snapped as if two fingers it just pulled it like twine well obviously she snapped the cable but right. we why we don't know is right. it because she wanted to uh, who knows i don't know
0: yeah. well like you said if she's invisible she can't see anything
2: that's true that's true yeah yeah
3: and she's deaf
2: that's true
0: yes except that she comes when she hours might. so yeah She's kind of deaf. Well well. Completely. Right. Yeah,
2: that's true. Yeah. Yeah. He says she's deaf. And at another point he says, well, she's hard of hearing or she doesn't hear very well.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: So are we thinking she's an alien or a ghost? She's oh. a, a subterranean being.
3: I like yeah. that one.
2: Yeah. Not a yeah, not a ghost, just a, a creature from another time a million years ago.
3: Yeah.
0: So- under the ground with, the body, you know, with the body a body of a always,
2: spider and right, yeah, face of a little girl always, and human hands. She's there a
0: civilizations under the earth, you know.
2: That's right, that's right.
3: And that's why I stay up here. Absolutely. She's made <laughs> of
2: stone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: good. Wow. If you've hung around this long, thank you so much for listening to our conversation as we kind of dissect the Story of the Thing on the Forble Board. And thanks for listening to Sounds from the Collie Wobbles. We hope to hear what you have to say about things. Please comment in our YouTube section or you can uh, send us an email from our website as well or our Facebook page. Again, it's Carol Catherine signing off. Thanks a lot.